It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It's the Greek for the Week podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and joining us. We have a a good broadcast for you today, and we're going to be back in the book of Revelation. You know, sometimes people, let's just say this, Revelation can be a very challenging book because sometimes people can't let go of whether they're a futurist, historicist, if they are a preterist, or if they are um, a spiritualist. How they want to interpret the book of Revelation sometimes causes these big fights within the apocalypse. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, and it's been a, a place of non-congruity, if that's a word, in the body of Christ. And we find people that we're like-minded with, and then you think you're like-minded with this person, then we get to the apocalypse or revelation. We're like, oh man, we see it totally different. We can't be friends anymore. And, and at Greek Fleet, we're not like that. Um, we have uh, a well to say it like this. We, I say it this, I want the Word of God to be preached, all 66 books of the Bible, and that includes Revelation. Too many times people just kind of sweep it to the side and say, it's there when we need it, and, and we're not going to pull it back pull it back out. We'll just leave it where it's at for a little while. And, but but we, we think that, I think that Revelation is the pinnacle. I say it's the great end to the greatest book ever written. We can't just neglect it, but there's so much imagery that's in there. And it's confusing for people. We're going to tackle it. We're going to hit some points on it. And look at Greek for, for the Week as a place where you can go to find a good source on Revelation. I know that's, uh, you say, well, who do you think you are? Well, let's, let's look at some points and we'll put away the, the different views for a second. Okay, and look at some things that we can all generally agree on here when we touch the book of Revelation. And one thing we're going to get to. Uh, today is Revelation chapter 11, verse number 18. So we'll go ahead and turn there. Revelation eleven eighteen. 18. We're going to look at John's play on words here. Now, there, are a, there's, there is two play on words, and we're going to get there. Let me pull it up here on my Greek Bible, Logos Bible software, which has been very helpful. I think if you're a serious Bible student, I don't get advertised to say this, but um, it's, a, it's a good investment. And it is expensive, but if you're going to be in the Word of God, I think it's something that you should have. Okay, <clears throat> Revelation eleven eighteen. this is what it says. The nations raged, this is in the English, and I'm reading it in English because I want you to see it in the English and the Greek. The nations raged, but your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged, and for the reward in your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, here we go, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Now, let's look at it in the Greek. Kai te ethne orgisthesan, kai elthen heorge su kai ho kairos ton necron karithene ke dune ton miston tes dulos su tos prophetes ke tois Agios kai tois phobomenois to unamosu tus micros kai tus megalus ke di fretherai tois di freronantas ten yen. <laughs> okay, so it's all Greek to me, right? Well, there's a play on words right here, and in the English it says. So when we talk about a chiastic structure, 
we've talked about this before. Um, maybe I've done a Bible hack on it. I don't necessarily think, maybe I didn't do a Bible hack on a chaotic structure. It's a structure within literature, which is like a sandwich, begins with an inclusio, ends with an inclusio, and then right there in the middle, you see kind of what's being emphasized by the surrounding passages. Now, here it says, the nations raged, but your wrath came. And we see here in the English, we have the word raged and wrath, but in the Greek, it's the same word, orge, or a form of the word, that's the root word here, or the, the lemma, but we see orgithesan and elthanhe orge. That's the same word there. So what it's really saying is here is the nations raged or got angry, but your anger came. That's what it's saying in the beginning. So in the first part of this chaotic structure, we see the idea of the nation's rage against God being met by God's rage against the nations. Oh, that's powerful right there. So that is technically a play on words. We come down from the chaotic structure here. We see the other half of, or the other part of the sandwich, the other end of the sandwich, other bookend, and destroying the destroyers of the earth. In the Greek, we see ke dia phrasei tos dia phrasei which is saying here that those who, who uh, the destroying, that the destroyers of the earth were destroyed by God. So here we have the beginning and the end of this passage being met by rage and being met by destruction. And that destruction and that rage, okay, is for people that rebel against God. Now, this is why I think sometimes Revelation is just kind of like, eh, we're not going to talk about that because it's very hard to market something that says, hey, God's going to destroy the nations that are against them. I mean, that, I don't, that's, that's, that's a, uh, that's, that's not easy on the ears for a lot of people. We shouldn't be easy on the ears. We should preach the full word of God. In the middle, though, in the middle, the middle part of the sandwich, which is the chaotic structure, the middle end of it, we see, and for the rewarding your servants, the prophet, and the saints, and those who fear your name, both the small guy and the big guy, the one that's done a little and the one that's done a lot, those that are part of your kingdom. So what we're seeing here visually in the Greek, if we had it up, okay, is we see destruction on both sides, but in the middle you have the rewarding of those who are faithful to the Lord. And this chaotic structure is emphasizing something to us as believers, and that is though a thousand fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, like the psalmist said, it will not come nigh unto us. That God's faithful in the earth can be right in the middle of the earth and see destruction around them, but God knows those who are his, and he knows exactly who to reward and who to bless. And I say that because we're living in a culture today that is rebellious against God. And that can be an ambiguous statement. So I'm going to say it like this. Rebellious against the ways or the righteous ways of God. The way that God has set up his principles in the earth. The way that he believes society should function, that mankind should function. His natural laws. These are the things that God put in the earth. And people today want to challenge those. And they want to criticize the servants of God, when they say these things are wrong, and they want to call us discriminatory, they want to call us hateful, non-tolerant, 
for standing up for what God implemented in the earth. And we get thrown under the bus for it and called the hateful ones. We're just preaching what the Word of God says and what the Bible says and the way God has instituted things. And we see that there is rebellion against the ways of God in the earth. Now, how long will this go on for? Now, it's important to see that God's Word is teaching here that this rebellion is not going to go on forever. Now, one of the interesting things in the Greek is that the fact that he uses the same word, raged against those who raged in the Greek, or destroyed those who tried to destroy, the same words being used here, in the Greek it's saying that the rage meets the rage, the destruction meets the destruction, which is saying that God's justice is not random, God's justice is not unfair, it's not all over the board, but that when God's justice comes, it is a punishment that is perfect or fit for the rebellion and crime that's against them. And that's what's also being taught right here, is that when God decides that it's time to judge sin and rebellion that goes on in the earth, it's not going to be unfair. It's going to be exactly what is just and fit for it. That's why the angels, and that's why there are many players in the book of Revelation, or many characters in Revelation that always say this about God, just and true are your ways. Just and true are your decrees. Just and true are your judgments. We have to understand that about God. When we look at the evil and the rebellion in the world, we must understand the one thing to bring comfort to us today is to understand that God's justice will prevail and that justice will be true. We have to take confidence in that, that we serve a God that makes sure that the crime is met with the right justice. And so this verse is structurally telling us in this one verse, in verse 18 of Revelation, it's emphasizing to us, make sure you're on the right side and you're not someone who's trying to destroy the ways of God. Because most people that do those things, a lot of them are doing it because it's pleasing to the flesh. They want to get away with what they want. The Bible calls this lawlessness. The Bible calls this wicked. The Bible calls this evil. We have to be sure today that no matter what society says, we are on God's side. And the way that you're on God's side is you embrace God's ways, no matter how popular they are with culture. The book of Revelation, whether you're preterist, whether you're futurist, historicist, or you're spiritualist, those are the four ways you can interpret Revelation. There's really no other way. No matter which way you are, it's safe to say we can understand that the book of Revelation is about confronting the political and cultural idolatries of the day and being faithful to stand with the Lamb even when it's unpopular. But we have to do that today. That's what the book is emphasizing us because it's either that or there's rebellion against God. And the scripture is telling you right here that there will come a day where that rebellion comes to an end and God has to meet it with his justice. Is he pleased doing that? He has to do that because he's just. He has to put an end to sin. God doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants everyone to come to repentance. He wants to reward those, okay, both small and great that love him. But he's warning us in Scripture that the judgment is coming. There will be a day where God looks at the rebellion of the earth. He will look at the nations, how they treated and embraced the Son of God, how they treated his servants, 
and God will bring justice to that, and it's in, and that's in God's hands. It's not in my hands. I don't. I, I'm not here to bring justice on people. What I am here to do is to tell people what the Word of God says, and that is that rebellion will come to an end. And God's Word is very clear about that. And it may not make you popular, may not make me popular, but we can't avoid it. We have to look at this and be sober about this and say, the nations may get away with it now. We may change laws today. That's what's happening. Laws are changing in favor of things that are not, okay, uh, in line with the Word of God, that are absolute lunacy, but we have to stand with the Lamb. And in standing with the Lamb, we have to brace His ways. So be sober-minded about that today and understand that this is what our society is facing, but there will come a day where God judges it. So remember that vengeance is the Lord's. When you're on your Twitter feed, you're ready to get upset and erupt. When you're on your Instagram, Facebook, your social media, YouTube, whatever, and you're, you're just ready to just, oh, I can't believe this goes on. How are they getting away with this abortion? How are they getting away with changing genders? How are they getting away with these stuff? You remember, your job is to pray and to declare the word of the Lord. And if you're a lawmaker or a politician, to make laws based upon righteousness. But in the end, God is going to bring and establish his kingdom despite the people that would attempt to rebel against it. And our job is to lovingly tell people about the true ways of God and stand with the Lamb because there is a judgment coming and we want to make sure that as many people as we can are on the right side of that judgment where God declares them to be worthy of reward, not cast aside. Amen? Embrace it with sobriety today. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this Greek for the Week. Make sure that you leave a five-star review and a five-star like. Leave a review. Say, this is a great podcast. I want other people to listen to it. Reviews do help us, and uh, we will talk to you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.